Listen to God's Word for November 12th. Today's reading is John 16 and 17 and Matthew 27. May God bless this reading of His Word. John 16 I have told you these things so that you will not fall away. They will put you out of the synagogues. In fact, a time is coming when anyone who kills you will think he is offering a service to God. They will do these things because they have not known the Father or me. But I have told you these things so that when their hour comes, you will remember that I told you about them. I did not tell you these things from the beginning because I was with you. Now, however, I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you asks me, Where are you going? Instead, your hearts are filled with sorrow because I have told you these things. But I tell you the truth, it is for your benefit that I am going away. Unless I go away, the Advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. In regard to sin, because they do not believe in me. In regard to righteousness, because I am going to the Father and you will no longer see me. And in regard to judgment, because the prince of this world has been condemned. I still have much to tell you, but you cannot yet bear to hear it. However, when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own, but He will speak what He hears, and He will declare to you what is to come. He will glorify Me by taking from what is Mine and disclosing it to you. Everything that belongs to the Father is Mine. That is why I said that the Spirit will take from what is Mine and disclose it to you. In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me. Then some of his disciples asked one another, Why is he telling us, In a little while you will not see me, and then after a little while you will see me, and because I am going to the Father? They kept asking, Why is he saying, A little while? We do not understand what he is saying. Aware that they wanted to question him, Jesus said to them, Are you asking one another why I said, In a little while you will not see me, and then after a little while you will see me? Truly, truly, I tell you, you will weep and wail while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman has pain in childbirth because her time has come. But when she brings forth her child, she forgets her anguish because of her joy that a child has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now. But I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Truly, truly, I tell you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, 
You have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, so that your joy may be complete. I have spoken these things to you in figures of speech. An hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you this way, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name. I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and entered the world. In turn, I will leave the world and go to the Father. His disciples said, See, now you are speaking plainly and without figures of speech. Now we understand that you know all things and that you have no need for anyone to question you. Because of this, we believe that you came from God. Do you finally believe? Jesus replied. Look, an hour is coming and has already come when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and you will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take courage, I have overcome the world. John 17 When Jesus had spoken these things, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, so that he may give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on earth by accomplishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world existed. I have revealed your name to those you have given me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I have given them the words you gave me, and they have received them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I ask on their behalf. I do not ask on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and in them I have been glorified. I will no longer be in the world, but they are in the world and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected and preserved them by your name, the name you gave me. Not one of them has been lost, except the Son of Destruction, so that the Scripture would be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and I am saying these things while I am in the world, so that they may have my joy fulfilled within them. 
I have given them your word, and the world has hated them. For they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I am not asking that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, so that they too may be sanctified by the truth. I am not asking on behalf of them alone, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be perfectly united, so that the world may know that you sent me and have loved them just as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am, that they may see the glory you gave me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, although the world has not known you, I know you, and they know that you sent me. And I have made your name known to them and will continue to make it known, so that the love you have for me may be in them and I in them. Matthew 27 When morning came, all the chief priests and elders of the people conspired against Jesus to put him to death. They bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was filled with remorse and returned the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders. I have sinned by betraying innocent blood, he said. What is that to us, they replied. You bear the responsibility. So Judas threw the silver into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. The chief priests picked up the pieces of silver and said, It is unlawful to put this into the treasury, since it is blood money. After conferring together, they used the money to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. That is why it has been called the field of blood to this day. Then what was spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took the thirty pieces of silver, the price set on him by the people of Israel, and they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord had commanded me. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, who questioned him, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. And when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, Do you not hear how many charges they are bringing against you? But Jesus gave no answer, not even to a single charge, much to the governor's amazement. Now it was the governor's custom at the feast to release to the crowd a prisoner of their choosing. 
At that time, they were holding a notorious prisoner named Barabbas. So when the crowd had assembled, Pilate asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew it was out of envy that they had handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent him this message, Have nothing to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered terribly in a dream today because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus put to death. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. Barabbas, they replied. What then should I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? Pilate asked. They all answered, Crucify him. Why? asked Pilate. What evil has he done? But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was accomplishing nothing, but that instead a riot was breaking out, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. You bear the responsibility. All the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. So Pilate released Barabbas to them. But he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. And they twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand and knelt down before him to mock him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! Then they spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head repeatedly. After they had mocked him, they removed the robe and put his own clothes back on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. Along the way, they found a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross of Jesus. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his garments by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they posted the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two robbers were crucified with him, one on his right hand and the other on his left. And those who passed by heaped abuse on him, shaking their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests, scribes, and elders mocked him, saying, He saved others, but he cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the Son of God. In the same way, 
even the robbers who were crucified with him berated him. From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, darkness came over all the land. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, He is calling Elijah. One of them quickly ran and brought a sponge. He filled it with sour wine, put it on a reed, and held it up for Jesus to drink. But the others said, Leave him alone. Let us see if Elijah comes to save him. When Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he yielded up his spirit. At that moment, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked and the rocks were split. The tombs broke open and the bodies of many saints who had fallen asleep were raised. After Jesus' resurrection, when they had come out of the tombs, they entered the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. And many women were there, watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to minister to him. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself was a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate to ask for the body of Jesus, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. So Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut into the rock. Then he rolled a great stone across the entrance to the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and Pharisees assembled before Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was alive, that deceiver said, After three days I will rise again. So give the order that the tomb be secured until the third day. Otherwise his disciples may come and steal him away, and tell the people he has risen from the dead. And this last deception would be worse than the first. You have a guard, Pilate said. Go, make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and secured the tomb by sealing the stone and posting the guard. Thanks for listening, and join us tomorrow as we listen to God's Word. Questions or comments? Email us at info at org.